This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network. The premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Welcome to Cannon Fodder. A behind-the-scenes look at the Glass Cannon Network. Yeah! What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Cannon Fodder. It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023, and I'm your good buddy, Joe O'Brien. And I'm Troy. You sound terrible. <laughs> you sound Valley. worse. <laughs> you sound worse. <laughs> what is up, Nash? You are getting uh, Troy and Joe from the road. Little fod from the road, but we're doing it upright. I think this is going to sound freaking great. Yeah, we brought our mics and we're recording this in our hotel room in a little place called Hollywood, California. <sighs> Maybe you've heard of it? Hollywood, California. Dude, this is uh, really, really early to get out here for our June 29th Terragram Ballroom show. Yeah, we, we messed up. We got the wrong... <laughs> What are we going to do? Stay out here for a month? We're going to stay out here for a month. We're going to get in the, We're going to make it in the pictures. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> you got a guy. You, you got a guy everywhere, La Valley. Yep. He says, if I just give him three installments of $50,000, he's going to make me a star. <laughs> <laughs> he's got honest eyes. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, yeah, we are, we're, we're doing cannon fodder from the road here, but it's going to be, it's going to be a full fod because we've got a lot of, we got a lot to talk about. We've got a lot going on. A lot of news, including why we're in LA. We'll, yep. we'll mention that. Uh, we got a big studio update this week. Juicy mm. studio update. Mm. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk Gen Con 2023 again, because we're going to get you more specifics. If you're interested in going, there are going to be some uh, really good details coming down the pike here. And then, of course, we're stupid every week, Troy. We got we got to do a little We Are Stupid uh, at the end of the show to, uh, to talk about uh, strange aeons. But kicking it off, what on earth... Are we doing in Hollywood, California? Well, no, I'm excited we're doing this. I'm glad this is way more fun than having fun in L.A. <laughs> sitting in this dark hotel room it recording is, the show. It is oddly dark. It's, they, they just they, turned up the lights, but <laughs> hotels are weird with lighting. Like They're like, let's put a light in the hallway near the door and one far, far away from the beds. <laughs> That'll light up the room. Uh, this is a really nice hotel, and we just had uh, breakfast, a very late breakfast on the roof. And I got shakshuka, and it's not sitting well with me. Oh dear! Yeah, it's it's just it feels like it's resting right above my intestines and just burning a hole through them. <laughs> so, are you saying we need to keep this fog quick, keep uh, it tight? 
I'm just saying, I, I, I regret it. I regret eating it. <laughs> you forget, you're regretting the shakshuka. Literally, Troy orders the, sh- I order, wait for this, the breakfast sandwich. I'm like, I'll take the breakfast sandwich. Thank you. Uh, bacon, eggs on a croissant. A little, it's a French place. And then, uh, the guy leans over to Troy. Troy goes, I'll have the shakshuka. And he leans down again and, and says, the shakshuka? Right. And Troy said, yeah. And he went, sure. <laughs> just like that and i was like i don't think anybody orders the shakshuka here <laughs> he, he, he clearly had never heard of it uh and he was like oh the, the shim shava right coming right up and then he probably went to the manager what's the shim shava and they had a 40 minute conversation i think he means the shakshuka oh we even make that uh it was delicious though i always think of sydney and androids and aliens talking about shakshuka yeah. she was like this... i make shakshuka <laughs> like, what the hell is shakshuka i was like i've never heard that word in my life before uh get to the point why, why are, are we, we here, here? Well, uh, we've been talking. I've talked about it on my content videos. I think we've even mentioned that you and I were coming out here. Uh, we came out here to shoot a television show. And I don't know how much we're really allowed to talk about it, uh, even though I very clearly retweeted something last week about people looking for a studio audience. And some people answered the call. There were definitely Nash members in the audience. But, yeah, we came out here to shoot a television show in the realm of tabletop gaming. That uh, as guests, as it's guests. not it's not our television. It's not show. our television show. Um, yeah, we've uh, you know we've made some uh, really cool friends along the way, and uh, a couple months ago, one of those friends called me up and we started talking. And uh, yeah, I got to be a player in one episode, and then I got to host uh, another episode. And Joe was on that episode with some other friends. And you know, again, I don't want to spoil too much because I think they'll uh, they'll advertise it when they're ready. And you know, until I see more things on social media about uh, how public they are uh, with it, I, I don't want to be too too forthcoming. However, I will say. Yesterday was a, a a special, memorable day that will go down in the uh, anals. I think it's anal. It's pronounced anals. It's pronounced anals. I'm pretty sure it's anals in the anals of my life history. It really was a <laughs> special day, and I'm so glad I got to share it with you. Yeah, it was great. It was great, and some other really good friends. Without yeah. without spoiling anything, a lot of uh, uh, GCN West representing. So it was it was fantastic, and uh, yeah, uh, we'll stop talking about a thing that we cannot give you more details on. But this is a quick trip. Yeah. We're in and out. We're leaving tomorrow. Yep. Uh, back to New York and back to work in the studio. Yes. We are looking at next week. We will be the entire cast in the studio at a table under the lights working. Yeah. And you said that to me at breakfast. And I said, there's no way that's happening. <laughs> and you said, no, that's the day we booked out. I'm like, I... I thought it was still March. <laughs> I wasn't even joking. That third kid really did you in. I don't, I feel very tired still. I'm a little jet lagged. And of course, there was so much stress leading up to the shoot yesterday that you and I went out and had what felt like 44 beers. Uh, <laughs> it was just whiskey. When it was over, it was like, let's just go get a beer. Well, all our uh, LA friends came out, you know, Jared Logan, Paula Deming, Mary Lou, uh, Jason Charles Miller. We were just hanging out. And, uh, you know, we just, obviously we overdid it. And so now I feel like garbage, but, uh, <laughs> now we have, we also have a lunch with our new agents in like an hour and a half. So it's just, there's just a lot going on. Yes. Yeah. We have to record next week. We, we have to, we have to record next week. And we, well, really what we're in there for is practice. Yeah. Uh, practice is an important thing. Uh, we're not necessarily 
starting the campaign in earnest next week, but we will be shooting ourselves around the table, doing blocking, you know, doing positioning, lighting. Uh, and it's important that everybody gets in there to do that. So it's, it's a part of the process that we'd love to be able to just skip. But it would make a worse final product. Um, but yeah, this week is a huge week, and I have to give such a thank you because while you and I are out here hanging out with Jared Logan and Mary Lou and Paula Deming <laughs> and Jace Charles Miller, we are uh, neglecting our uh, our hands on duties to build out this studio. And uh, our good friends CJ and Francis are back there crushing it right now, uh, along with the uh, lighting professionals that we have brought in to work on this. So yeah, people are back in the studio working and putting. Uh, the the whole system together while we're out here, and we're very thankful for them. Uh, we couldn't do it without them. So, uh, thank you, CJ. Thank you, Francis. And we uh, we I can't wait to get back and see and see how it's all looking. And then this this week, you and I are going in. Uh, uh, McDermott's grabbing a U-Haul. We're hauling a bunch of stuff up there. This is a very big week. This is like one of the final weeks of studio prep. It's about to be done, and we're about to start shooting in earnest. So. Very it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited to get in there on Monday and just, like, get everybody in there. I don't care if we have three of these dates where we're just all in the room together preparing. Uh, I'd love it. I'd love to put it off as long as possible um, because we, we just – we need to get in the room and we need to feel it out so that once we start recording, we're good to go. And all we're thinking about is our characters and the game. Yeah. I don't want to be sitting there worried about, you know, audio buzz or the, the angle of a light or the background of a – certain cloth you know like yeah i just want all that stuff to be squared away and the only way to do that is to is to dress rehearsal we have to do a lot of dress rehearsals so that's yeah. what's coming up now and um yeah it's a good thing it is a good thing and it was a little bit delayed um a lot of a lot of crazy stuff that happened including i don't know if i mentioned this on the fight and i'm not going to go into details but the glass cannon network was the victim of a crime are we going to talk about this? I'm not going to go into any details, but like one of the reasons for the delay is we actually got frauded by a contractor. It was a so legit shady. criminal freaking fraud uh, that I've never had happen in my life. I've, I've, people, you know, I'm sure everybody's got a story about a bad contractor. Like, I don't think that that's uh, too new, but for a person to actually take your money and vanish is pretty rare. And what was it? Like three grand, right? Three grand. It's just, it's just, stolen. just a deposit. And now just, we have to like sue him? We have to go to like small claims court in, in Queens. Oh, gross. And this is, they know this. They're like, ah, nobody's going to chase us, do all that shit. It's more work for us. It'll probably cost us more money to try to get that three grand 100%. Back. That's what small claims court is all about. It's like you go in representing yourself and just talk to somebody about a small amount. It's like under 10 grand. Anyway, I don't want to get into it. You're making it, it sound like it's worth it to just steal money from people every once in a while. I'm, it I think sounds it, like I'm just selling. Just a few grand from somebody because no one's going to chase you down. <laughs> more work well you know i think people people might chase you down if uh you're not in new york city and you're not uh you don't have a major show that's due to release in a month it's just insane to me that this person could get away with this like how they 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 may not right but it just caused a delay but like how could they in good conscience do this do you know what i mean like not only good conscience they'll never they won't be able to work again because we're not the only ones, it turns out. Like this happened to multiple people in a quick stretch, and so the, the scumbag. Like the, you, you've you've dis- you've demoed your business. You know, yeah. you just blew it up. You'll never get work again. Right. So it just seems like a strange decision for three grand. You know what I mean? Which is. Uh, it's just not enough to to give up uh, any future income. Anyway, gross. Uh, I was sad that we're uh, behind schedule, but we are really getting back now quickly, and I'm and I'm happy about that. Let's talk about fun stuff. Okay. Gaming. 
Dude, we had some fun last week playing Star Wars with Rob Kirkovich oh, and Skid and Matthew. So many laughs. <laughs> I like the old days. It did. It felt like the old days. It was so much fun. Uh, and we're continuing this week. So if you missed Star Wars last week, check it out on Twitch VOD. And uh, we pick up where we left off uh, last week. Uh, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, the 11th at twitch.tv slash the glass cannon, 2 o'clock Eastern time, labs. Is happening. Uh, and then what about the week after? Is there a lapse the week after? Um, I, there should be, but I don't think I've booked it. Wait, aren't you coming back with Alien? I don't know. Is that still happening? I don't know. That's what I have in here. Or, or did you guys... Wait, what was that game that Matthew ran? Uh, Trophy Dark. He yeah, finished that. He finished that one? All right, so I think I had you for Alien. Is it Alien? Okay. If you're not ready, that's fine. I might be ready. We'll see how uh, we, we'll see how the studio uh, build out goes, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love. To, I was hanging out with Mary Lou yesterday, yeah. talking some Alien, and uh, she's fired up about it. And so, yeah, we're, I'd love to get back in and do more of that. Talk to me about Gen Con 2023. We've mentioned it before. We gave you guys some teases, then we told you really what what shows kind of were coming down the pipe. But now I think we have a little bit better idea of the actual schedule. So we want to tell people dates and times and stuff like that, so you can start building your Gen Con uh, calendar if if you are going to attend in indie this year yeah because gen con i think on sunday they released the events calendar and you're going to be able to start signing up for those events probably by like next week or the week after maybe I, yeah i think, I think it so. happens like two weeks after the events i think the schedule released up. and now you, you, there's a little bit of time for you to absorb the official gen con event calendar event schedule and then you have to start booking events right so it's our goal to have our tickets for our non-gen con shows available uh, at least the same day if not before ideally before because what will happen is if the gen con uh, event thing is uh, you can start buying tickets before we've released tickets to our outside shows people might start buying tickets to shit and then not be able to come to our outside show so we're, 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 tr- we're working on that there's just a lot going on but let's talk about it we're going to have the booth on the floor and there's going to be content from the, when the showroom floor opens at 9, 10 a.m. every day. Until, until sunset. Until sunset. Uh, <laughs> that was what the menu upstairs said. Joe got a kick out of that. I love how the lunch says 11 a.m. to sunset. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be whatever, 9 to 6 every single day. And I think it closes at 4 on Sunday. There's going to be content coming from there. Uh, open to close, just like we did last year. In addition, on Friday at 11 a.m. at Gen Con, we're going to be playing a modern Call of Cthulhu game live. It's similar to like what we did with Seth Skorkowski. Unfortunately, Seth's not going to be there. Uh, I haven't even rounded out the cast yet, but that's going to be really fun. I mean, that is going to be a must-see. Uh, I'm sure we'll sell it out because they're, they're, it's worth a new show. They gave us like a 250-seater uh, as opposed to a 500 or whatever or 400. Um, so that one hopefully will sell out um, – Friday, 11 a.m. Saturday, 5 p.m., we're doing Blades in the Dark Live. Uh, the Busted Mufflers are Busted back. Mufflers, dude! It's basically like primetime, Saturday, 5 p.m., uh, so you can watch that and then still have your whole night to go get crunk. And uh, <laughs> that's... What are you talking about? I think that one is a 400-seater, and that one might actually be... Uh, streamed on the Gen Con channel. I get the sense, based on the room that it's in, that that one's going to be streamed on the Gen Con channel, whereas the Modern Call of Cthulhu game, the only way you'll be able to see it is if you watch it live. That will be the only time that it ever appears, I believe. Um, And then in addition to that, first night of the con, Thursday night, we're going to be doing a Glass Cannon live show at Helium Comedy Club. Again, we do it every year. We usually do two. This year, we're not doing two because we're doing something else the night after. Friday, 8 p.m., we're going to be doing a show at a theater that's a little bit further away from the con, I don't know, 10 minutes away, called The Athenium. 
and this is a much bigger theater than we're, than we're used to playing. And uh, it's going to be a whole new live show experience. Um, the, we're, 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 the, the tickets will be probably like 15, 20 bucks to get in, a lot cheaper because we want to get new people interested in what we do. And uh, it's hard to have people just come to a show that's episode 77. You know, that's for the super fans. <laughs> or for, yeah, I think we do a pretty good job of recapping, but we want to try something else. And I'm still not a thousand percent sure what we're going to do, but uh, I was until yesterday. And then I had a conversation with someone. I'm like, hmm. Maybe I should rethink this. But anyways, that is going to be a, a, a once-in-a-lifetime show that I hope people will come to as well. So make sure you mark your calendar for Thursday at 8 p.m. and Friday at 8 p.m. We're going to be doing shows outside of the con. And then get your tickets Friday 11 a.m. Modern Call of Cthulhu Live. Saturday 5 p.m. Blades in the Dark. Busted Mufflers Live. I'm tired. Wait, am I, am I catching this? Wait. Are we? Oh, oh, oh. Wait. Saturday Buffalo, Busted Mufflers 5 p.m. Yeah. And then, and then we're done. Yeah, then it's uh, party time. When are our outside of the con shows? Uh, Thursday and Friday. Thursday and Friday. Okay, yeah. okay, not So Saturday. we have two shows Friday. We've got Modern Call of Cthulhu at 11 a.m., and then we've got a show at the Athenium that night oh, with a ton of booth content in the middle. That's going to be a... I mean, this is the thing. It's like, I, you know, I, I understand people, some people were upset last year. Like, I wish they were around the booth more. I don't think you understand like how strung out we are at these things. Cause we're all, you and I are also taking meetings left and right, like squeezing in meetings. There's so much going on. We're going to try and have more dedicated time for us to be at the booth, to be able to actually hang talk out. to people. Um, it's just really, really hard. Me in particular. And, and you too, Joe, like we just have a lot going on. It's hard to just be there to, uh, shake hands and. Sign chests. <laughs> Sign a lot of dudes' chests. Sign a lot of man chest at Gen Con. Um, yep. Yeah, well, that that'll that'll do it. Uh, hopefully, uh, that gives everybody an idea of how to to shake out and schedule your Gen Con. Let's talk. Oh, I'm sorry. I no. have one more thing. No. that I forgot about. On uh, <laughs> we have another event uh, that is under our banner. Friday at 6 p.m. Jared Logan is going to be doing stand-up. Uh, he's doing a stand-up special called Charisma is My Dump Stat. <laughs> uh, so he is, uh, that's happening Friday at 6 p.m. So man, you got to come Friday morning to watch us do Modern Call of Cthulhu and then watch the booth content all day, then go see Jared at 6, then hop on over to the Athenium to watch us do this new live show experience. This is just amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so a part of hanging out with our uh, LA friends out here uh, yesterday was Gen Con came up multiple times, and we were not the ones bringing it up. People being like, you guys going to Gen Con? Because I think I'm going to be out there. Let's start doing stuff. And yeah, we're just already talking to everybody about slotting in for great shows out of the booth, and it's just going to be it's going to be so much fun. I mean, last year, we threw that thing together at the very, very last minute. And I think that it was a huge success. And so for this year to have a little bit more time to plan it, I think it's going to be even better. So join us there. Moving on to uh, our episode this week. And, and, and we are stupid. Before I get into the rules, let me first just uh, ask you about the episode in general has something that I always love uh, to come across as a GM, which is a full on, a full on con, right? Like a fake uh, where we come up into this room and there is a woman there who seems to be, uh, you know, just a janitor, a, a janitor, <laughs> right? Like a, a worker in the prison. And this isn't someone that you would, uh, you would want to harm. Uh, it's not her fault that she has to have this job in this particular place where you're trying to take out the, uh, the, the warden of this, uh, ward of this side of the prison. 
And so uh, talk to me about how this works for you as a GM uh, in terms of preparing to unleash the secret. How do you do it? When do you like to reveal it? it? Did you have any goals in this particular scenario, such as... Did you want the players all to be in a certain position before you reveal yourself? Did you try? You know, what were you thinking before we actually started playing it about how you'd love to spring the trap? Yeah. So I always try to, when I know it's going to be someone that is going to flip the tables, I really try to play it up like this is an innocent person. Because I think no matter what I do, the players are always going to be like, this isn't, this is an evil person that's going to do something bad. Yeah. So you have to really make them believe, you know, at least, at least create the doubt in their mind and, right. and, the, and reasonable doubt. Right. And so you're that, that has, has to do with a lot of listening to how the players react. If there's something that they, uh, as you start talking, talking to each other, if you're like, I don't know, it sounds like it's just like a janitor. I'm like, okay, I, th- I think I've got them. At least I've planted that seed of doubt. So let's start drawing them into the room. You know, I know that we've got the trap of these beds. I know what this creature can eventually do. So I want to draw you closer because that's going to work better for, uh, the narrative. Um, so I also want to like try and catch as many of you as possible in the various traps and abilities. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask things like you, you want to be like, where, now where's everybody standing without saying <laughs> yes, that? Because yeah. why does it matter where everybody's standing? You know, so you have to find other ways around that. It's like, it really is a, a game of poker. Um, you know, if Aldo's like, all right, start talking. I'm like, all right, cool. So are you like walking into the room? You know, you have to, you have to like phrase things in a way that doesn't ask about positioning yeah, and because movement. Because Skid, I would say, and Matthew, I think are both the most guilty in my <laughs> eyes. Others, potentially. But those two, I think, are the most guilty of saying that they're doing things and not moving their pawn. Right. <laughs> you know, like their, their pawn stays behind. And so maybe that's just, maybe it's just they don't really care about the map and they're not focused on it. And that's totally a reasonable explanation. I am always focused on the map and the grid, like at all times. Uh, maybe though, they're just leaving certain outs for plausible deniability. You know, right. well, I said that from back there, whatever, whatever it is. And so, yeah, it's tough because you don't want to reveal the trap by being like, so, uh, where are you standing? <laughs> right. And I'm also like, I have no qualms with just moving pawns. I'll be like, all right, great. So you moved up here and you're talking to them, you know, but you have to be careful about doing that too. Like, well, I didn't say that I moved up there. I'm like, well, you kind of did. Um, but let's not worry about it. It's not that important. Um, yeah, it really is a game of poker and chess while also trying to improv and like make sure that you're not giving away the secret until it's time to give away the secret. And what was cool about this one is like the conversation with her started very like, oh, it's just a janitor. She's just working here. Oh, I hope I'm so mad about this prison civil war. And, and then it's like it turns to isn't this machine cool that I'm working on? Let me explain what it does. And then she's keeping that same tone and demeanor as she explains this horrible machine horrible thing and then starts talking about how they just used it on someone named alaric and that now you're drawing snap suki out of it but her tone has never changed it's just the information that she's revealing is letting you know that she's dark and to me that's that that's that's proper execution of horror of that kind of horror is like this being something that is just so casual to someone it's so disturbing 
Um, I do want to applaud Skid, though, because I really liked how we came up there with the invisibility sphere. We could have been locked down in whispery conversation for 15 minutes. Yeah. And I love how Skid just didn't hesitate, just walked out of the sphere. It was just like, hello. hello. <laughs> What's your name? Uh, and, and Sydney, too. Sydney was like, she's heard enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just stepped out. And I was like, yeah. Let's go. Let's dance. <laughs> uh, but it did put us in a better position for what I believe will be uh, an unwinnable fight. <laughs> but at least at least we had a decent starting position because so many of us had cover and were back away from the tables. The tables, which like whatever come to life, the belts or whatever it is, and yep. and grab uh, Aldo. So um, I don't, don't want to tip my hand too much. I got the GM here, but I've... <laughs> I've got plans. I've got plans. I think Aldo's going to be just fine. You didn't but, sound like you had plans. You sound like you were checked out immediately when someone missed with a 29. Dude, that is unacceptable. <laughs> that is so you ridiculous. You so mad. You're like, Not well, just someone. Why are we even doing this? Not someone. <laughs> Ethel, like the guy that we need to hit. Uh, he's going to have to roll a natural 20 Vorpal. Is that the only way we're going to get this thing done? It is uh, a terrifying fight. But also, the the thing that bothers me the most about it is, and it doesn't, it bothers me and it doesn't bother me. What doesn't bother me is this impossible, unwinnable fight. And I truly am kind of believe that is it's in the dreamlands again, right? So it's not like we actually die. Even if we TPK, we're just going to wake up, but you have this real legitimate problem of how do we get back here? I don't know that it's just praying at the staircase again, walking back into the prison again with, you know, no other uh, repercussions. I feel like that there's going to be severe repercussions, but I also think, like, how can the story even advance? Yeah. Because we're trying to get to the one guy that can advance our story. So it's it's really – it's it's an interesting conundrum. I feel like it could very, very well be a TPK. And I'm this is meta, but I think you're going to have to do some tap dancing if there's a real TPK here. Like, yeah. I think you're going to have to make stuff up and get us out of a jam by just, like, giving us stuff. That's we, my guess. When we finish this book, I'd love to give more insight into, like – what the book offers and what it doesn't offer. Because uh, if I say too much now, like it's clear what I'm making up and it's clear what I'm not making up. And I think it'd be better like as when we wrap up book three for me to go through like, all right, let me tell you actually now what was in there and what wasn't in there. We should do that on the FOD. Yeah, we'll do that on the FOD. Now I don't want to tip my hand to that, but uh, I will say it's weighing heavily on me. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. Either way. I, I can tell in your sunken <laughs> eyes. And, and uh, yeah. Uh, and all right, well, then let's talk about a quick, a couple quick rule things, and then we'll get out of here. One is um, small thing that I honestly didn't know because uh, I don't, I don't just, I don't look at the book enough, like really look at it. But uh, I, I think I mentioned offhand in the episode that um, uh, somebody was doing an interact action. And it was about like provoking an AOO. And I said something along the lines of like, no, a manipulate action um, uh, sets off an AOO. Just to manipulate or uh, moving out of a threatened square or casting a yeah, spell. I think you corrected me. And manipulate's a trait, right? Yes, manipulate is a trait <laughs> that the interact action has. No, it's so I, funny. You're no. so confident, though. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I am right that it's uh, anything that, you know, uh, that is a uh, uh, manipulate, I think. I mean, I think man manipulates an action. You're right? right for the wrong reasons, right? 
No, no, I was like, wrong. No, I was wrong for the right reasons. You were wrong for the right reasons. <laughs> I certainly wasn't trying to, you know, sneak out of something. Right, right, right I just of did not. I thought that they meant what they said. They meant that this kind of thing does provoke, and this kind of thing doesn't. And they do mean that, except that the that interact has the manipulate trait, which I just did not uh, realize. Uh, and we said this so many times on FOD. Like, you have to look at the traits every time. But I fall into that trap of like, oh, well, let's interact. I know interact. We've used that a thousand times. It doesn't mean you know it. Every, you know what I mean? Like, go back and even yeah. look, re-look at the ones that you think you know, such as the escape action. This is an interesting one, oh, in, yeah. in my opinion. This is an, an action that uh, I've obviously looked at and read before. I sort of just, but I just read the fine print. I didn't, I didn't look at the, the traits and realize that the escape action has the attack trait. So big shout out to Professor Eric, who pointed out, and this is all uh, Professor Eric sort of deducing based on the flow of the show, that this is not like a blatant rule we got wrong. He suspects we got it wrong, and he must be right, uh, which is he suspected that Suki's escape attempt did not take the multiple attack penalty, which it would have had to do because escape has the attack trait. Uh, in fact, it's the only trait escape has is attack. It's just, it's surprising <laughs> to me, but, uh, I kind of get it. I, I kind of get why. It's kind of getting lumped into that. Yeah. Because it's kind of attacky. I'm attacking this net uh, right. that I'm caught in. <laughs> kind of, get, get me out of this fucking net! Get out of this fucking net! <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he, he deduced that Suki, uh, slash Aldo, um, while attempting to uh, escape, did not uh, consider the multiple attack penalty because in order to roll that high, they probably would have had to have a very, very high roll that would have probably elicited a response such as natural 20, you know, or something <laughs> like that. So failing that, it seems that uh, we weren't accurately factoring in the map. So that's good to know yeah. uh, in general. Yeah, um, I, you know, we always look at the traits. We just got to keep getting ingrained on that. And when I we do. we have a more cogent system for you know how we're going to do maps and character creation software, this is all going to get a lot easier. Right now, it's it's spread out a little too much. You know, you guys are using one program, Kate's using another. We're in between. Yeah, we're going to get on the PTCs. same page <laughs> in, in Gatewalkers, and um, I also uh, I, I also plan to use some of the physical. Um, yeah, you know, physical cards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really want to use those at our table for conditions and Buffs stuff. And because you can put debuffs. it on your character sheet uh, with our uh, character creation software and just like set it and forget it. It'll do all the numbers for you. All that's great. But actually, it, it gets out of sight. So even though your numbers might be right in some situations, you might not know why they're right. And you might not be factoring in like a movement penalty or something that isn't factored in. Like you can't move or whatever. And you could also have a penalty on that you're not supposed to have. Oh, that you forgot that to take worst? off. Dude, the, to me, there's nothing worse than like, all right, say I, this used to happen more in Pathfinder 1 uh, than 2, but like you gain the frightened condition, right? Or you're, uh, grappled, grappled always grappled. happened, right? And then we would like end a show, a live show, and be like, "All right, we'll see you in Santa Monica or whatever." <laughs> and then you know, you just put you close your hero lab down, and then you walk away. Then you come to that next show, and we're three rounds into the next combat, and you, someone rolls a miss. Ah, I missed, and you missed by like one. Yeah. Okay. And then like someone else's turn goes, and they're like, "Oh God, I still have grappled on." <laughs> All of these attacks would have hit. And it's like, well, I'm not giving the last two, but I guess I have to give you the one from two minutes ago. It's just messy and sloppy and gross. So, yeah. yeah. 
What, what did I roll? What did I say I rolled? <laughs> I, it was a 22? Was it a 17? 23? Yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. It's so messy. But I mean, these are the traps of, of virtual character sheets, right? Like, yeah. these are the things that tend to happen uh, occasionally. But hopefully having those physical cards, I really like that idea of being like, boom, there you go. You're frightened. And it sits right in front of your space, right on top of your laptop. And you'll remember it. And when it's gone, you will toss it away. And you will remember it to pull it off your sheet and all that stuff. So little things like that, I think, will speed up the game and uh, help make it fun, too, to just kind of have those little, um, you know, just those little physical things in person. Those, the tactile sort of experience is going to be great to get back to. Yeah, you know, and Gay Walkers is going to be fully edited, both the audio and the video, which is great. We're going to go back to that, that tight, tight content. However, we still want to streamline our experience at the table. Even though it's going to be edited, we want everything to be more streamlined. It's going to be a lot easier going back to first level, but still, anything we can do to help just kind of smooth the process out of playing. So like you said earlier, we're just focusing on the characters. We're just fo- focusing on storytelling and improv. Get all this other stuff out of the way, um, you know, without, you know, without taking out the way the experience that we enjoy, you know, yeah, no, no, there's no, stuff I'd love to automate. I'd love to just automate, uh, you know, conditional damage and flat checks. And, and I may do that, but I also don't want to take that power out of people's hands if they want to do it. It's a fine line. Well, you to walk. have a you have a responsibility. If you don't want that stuff to be automated and you want to roll it, then you need to remember it, right? And you need to execute it quickly. You know, that's you just got to do it fast, right? Uh, if you don't, you're gonna get you're getting benched, and the software is taking your place. <laughs> it's a very different rhythm two e to one e. You know what I mean? I think it's a rhythm we're still getting in our bodies. Like one e combat, we. We kind of had to head down. But if you think about it, the rhythm of the 2E game is just its just a different rhythm. There's a lot of extra little uh, homework that you need to do after each turn. And, and, and that's why I'm glad that we – anytime I'm like, oh, man, or we, we, if, we, if we ever lament the conversion to 2E for Strange Aeons, I'm, I, I'm always pro what we did because of this practice that we've got with it. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's just interesting that little things like Frightened you mentioned earlier – and Frightened isn't the only one. I, I think this concept is really neat that there are conditions that reduce over time automatically. Yeah. I think that's really cool, but it's also like harder to track. It makes the accounting work a little bit more when you're distracted by a lot of other things like doing a show and everything. But I love, I love the game mechanic and the concept. Yeah. We just have to remember it so that it's something we don't even think about. It's just so easy for us to remember how these things work and flow. And we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. For sure. Um, well, I'm going to wrap it up, buddy. I think, uh, like you said, we got to go uh, to a meeting, but we were glad we got a little little side time with the niche. I'm glad that we, we, we had talked about maybe not getting this FOD out this week. And I was like, no, I'm going to pack gear and I'll take it in the suitcase and bring it out there because uh, it's good to have this time to reconnect with everybody. And I was just so excited about the progress we're making in the studio this week that I wanted to share it with the niche. So thank you guys so much for listening, for hanging out with us. Remember, Degenerate Dungeon is on tonight. The Dungeon! 10 o'clock Eastern Time live on twitch.tv slash GCN Employee Lounge. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow night, you've got Strange Aeons live. Oh, but I skipped over Star Wars. Don't forget, tomorrow, Star Wars live at 2 o'clock Eastern. And then at 8 o'clock Eastern on twitch.tv slash The Glass Cannon, you've got uh, the continuation of Strange Aeons. Episode 75, dude. Crazy. 75 eps of the Strange Aeons campaign. I'll tell you what, uh, the days of Strange Aeons on Twitch are numbered. Uh, it's going to be going back to the tour show only once Gatewalkers launches. <laughs> Things are happening, getting in the studio. But right now, I need to go shock shuka my pants. 
All right. With that, I'm getting as far away from him as I can. Goodbye, everybody. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. Bye. I'm on fire inside. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at Patreon.com slash GlassCannon. 